Welcome Perfect. to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 159, your once-week live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm Rhett. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday evening or in podcast form on Anchor FM or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Hopefully it's this one. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, usually some Star Trek. This is a family-friendly show in both language and content, although we do drink alcohol on the show. And if you are drinking along with us, alcoholic or not, please let us know in the chat early on and we will give some early show shout outs. And if you want to take part in the super secret chat and the even more super secret after party, uh, look us up on either Floatplane or Patreon. Links are both down in the video description. You'll get exclusive access to the Discord server where you can hang out with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads and join the ever-growing community over there. Welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome to the show, you. <laughs> Does anybody ever welcome you to your own show, Jeff? I don't think so. No one's ever said, hi, Jeff. How are you? <sighs> How dare they? How dare they? They don't even wonder about the man behind the curtain. Ungrateful bastards, the lot of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, How you doing, Rhett? I'm hanging in there, man. Yeah. I swear, day by day, I just like more tired hanging in there though but uh yep. excited to be here this week this lockdown wasn't so bad you know march april may you know the sun's coming out the it's getting a little brighter outside man these like seven hours of sunshine and then at three o'clock it was dark outside today oh yeah ridiculous i think sunset today was at like four god it's got to be like 455 by now and yeah it's, and it's it's dim and deary in the afternoon i mean especially when the clouds roll in right it doesn't matter yeah yeah, yeah it, it was it was 3.30 this afternoon. It looked like it was 7 p.m. already. It's like, yeah. what the heck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember when it was like that uh, all day, early September, you know, for mm -hmm. like two weeks? No, it was orange. <laughs> yeah, orange. They, they replaced the bulbs with tungsten by accident. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think you nailed it. Uh, it. It was kind of fun when you go outside, but not as fun when it's, you know, I woke up the other morning, I think it was last week, it was like 25 degrees out or something. Yeah. It, it, like... it got chilly for a little while there. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Yeah. Mold some wine the other day. So, you know, Ooh, got nice. some got some warm fall spirits to get us through. There you go. Yeah, I've been uh, back to the cocktail shelf lately, digging uh, digging into that. I finally restocked a little bit on my whiskey. I got a couple new ryes that I've been uh, experimenting with. And Perfect. Tis the season. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's get the show started, right? Uh, what are we drinking tonight? Um, I got a couple things, but um, I'm going to go ahead and start with uh, Fort George uh, Cavitica Stout. Yeah. Oh, what? Are we on the same wavelength? <laughs> Dude, I was like, that's so crazy. How is he holding that up? Like, the, the angle that I had kind of made it look like it was on your screen. <laughs> I will uh, also be drinking a Fort George Cavatica Stout. <laughs> How about that? Dude, that makes me feel good. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. It's like we're recording in person, dude. I think this is the first time I've had the same beer as a co-host in like <laughs> eight months. You're right? Yeah. Uh, that's fantastic. I think that's going to be my second beer. But uh, you go ahead and do yours and then I'll do mine later on because I think I'm going to start with an IPA. Um, I've got a couple to choose from here. Uh, 
I think I'm going to go with a Kansas one first because it's nice and tiny. Uh, so yet again, it's Wichita Brewing Company. I have developed such a vitriolic relationship with this with this brewery because I don't think I've had a single beer from them that I enjoy. Um, like not one. So you're giving it another go. So, and so let me, let me break this one down for you. This is the Mad Scientist from uh, Wichita Brewing Company, WBC. It is a New England style double IPA, okay? When you hear double IPA hazy in these parts, it's 11%. Yeah. 7.7. Okay. I guess it's technically a double, although usually we say eight for a double IPA. Eight is the break. And so they're like rounding up to get even double IPA. And they can't even get a normal IPA right. <laughs> what is this going to be? Well, it's Kentucky, right? Is that what you said? Kansas. Oh, which Kansas. Wichita. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well. Yeah. So... Uh, so I'm going to do a fun little experiment tonight. So I have the Mad Scientist, which is what WBC is calling a New England style double IPA. Um, I've also got a Fort George uh, Christ Knife, uh, hmm. which is not a hazy, but it might as well be uh, in, in like flavor and whatnot. And they're not going and touting, you know, double IPA. It's 7.2. And hmm. so I'm going like mid-standard you know, okay. hazy-ish right. against what is probably Kansas's best. Cause I'm curious. Kansas is see, but I wonder if it's a new England style double IPA. Is that them just throwing shade at new England? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it might be. <laughs> They're just like trashing new England beers. John, uh, John says it's a one and three quarter IPA <laughs> in the chat there. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Roy, you magnificent bastard. No, no one. Oh, no, someone did send me beer this week. That's right. I have beer mail, too. Oh. I haven't opened it yet. Uh, so, Andrew, if you're watching, I do indeed have your beer mail. Um, so let me grab that package real quick, and I'll I'll get to that. Uh, do you have the chat up by any chance? Can you give, uh, give us uh, some beer shout-outs while I'm doing this? Yeah, let's see what you all are drinking here in the chat, my beautiful, beautiful people. I'm not going to scroll all the way to the top, but because uh, Skull threw some shade at me here. But, uh, oh, Lord, I scrolled too far. Hey, Sakura, drinking coffee and tacos, apparently. Cheers to you. <laughs> Roy, drinking a Dr. Thunder, which is the best of the Dr. Po uh, Dr. Pepper knockoffs. Ooh, I'm a um, Dr. K fan. Dr. K is... I'm a, I'm a Dr. Uh, K Wait, is Dr. K, what what brand is that? That's from? the Kroger. Dude, you know what the, okay, they changed it recently. Do you know what it's called now? No. It's called Physicist, but spelt with fizz. Oh, really? Because a physicist is a doctor, Yeah. but it's, a okay, anyway, I, I was tickled to no end by that when I, I saw I, that in the store. I get it, I get it. Uh, I might have gotten one of their last boxes of Dr. K then, because when I went in, there was none on the shelf except for one. And well, so I wonder I if maybe they just do Dr. K and Physicist. They might. Maybe they're different. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Maddie got his Grapefruit Bubbly. Hey, cheers. That's one of the best ones, dude. Uh, we got SW uh, Oscar Blues. Ten Pity. Cheers to you, my man. 
Uh, AZ Motorhead, you got your rum and coke. Um, Skull, you drink a New Holland? Oh my gosh. Dragon's Milk Solera. Ooh. I don't think that's I've had that special, one. Yes, that's uh, one of their reserves. Mm. Double Shot Vanilla Bean Stout from Treehouse Brewing. Good for you, John Jay. Oh, Reverend Kraken and Nectarine Dream Barrel-Aged Blonde from Cascade Brewing. Cheers to that. Ooh. Some of these definitely look good. Max Voltage's uh, wife's favorite new drink is apple cider with fireball. That is a good one for just cutting one, you know, tying one on, I guess. I was going to say cutting loose, but tying one on cutting is loose, much yeah. more <laughs> evocative. Anyway, hey, Big Big Spoon coming in with a super chat. First, it says, hey. $1.99. Thank you, Big Big Spoon. All right. Uh, so I do indeed have some beer mail uh, while I'm waiting for the head on this beer to die down. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and pour the rest in here. For uh, the rest of you whose uh, beers I missed, um, sorry. That's oh. 12 ounces in a pint glass. Dude, that head the, on there looked like it was solid foam. That didn't look mm -hmm. like liquid foam. Yeah. <laughs> it no, it's, like it's it was fairly jello. solid. <laughs> and now I need a towel. <laughs> <laughs> no. oh. Well, here, I'll hit some of you guys here after Big Big Spoon. Uh, this has been an awesome, smooth start to the show. Coffee Rev? Rev? From Parish Brewing? We got a Calder, a Toasted Coconut from Ooh, I've Eight. had that one. That one is solid. Mmm. Perrin Reserve Bourbon Barrel Aged Chocolate Raisin Stout. Oh, man. percent Dude, you guys are drinking mm. like kings tonight. Yeah. I had to go to the store to get something fancy. I was telling Jeff, I was like, you know, the last few times I've been on, it's been Rainier, it's been red wine. I just, yeah. tonight was a beer night, so. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with red wine. I've, I've got a couple of those on my shelf, but. Heck yeah. Uh, all right. So, Andrew, friend of the show, thank you so much for the beer mail. Let's go through it. Uh, we got Max's Addition. Max's Addiction. Uh, coffee bar, toffee bar, milk stout. Excuse me. There we go. So that's one of them. That is from uh, Omaha, Nebraska. We've got a famous golfer sour ale with black tea. Nice, five percent. Uh, Fargo Brewing Company Wood Chipper IPA, six and a half percent. I kind of like the can. A little minimalistic there. Oh yeah. Uh, Sir Limesalot, uh, sour ale with lime, salt, and coriander aged on oak. That one sounds very interesting. With coriander? Coriander. Wow, that sounds delicious. And, and aged on oak, which means it was, uh, oak staves or chips. Um, so, yeah. And then from Zipline Brewing, we got a couple of, uh, fairly interesting bottles in here. Uh, we have the Stout and the Calvera Stout. Um, oh my gosh. So the stout is aged in bourbon barrels and is 13.8%. And the Calvera stout is uh, ale brewed with cacao, cinnamon, vanilla, peppers, and aged in bourbon barrels. And it is 13.4%. Wow, that looks amazing. <laughs> I think there should be like a moratorium on Jeff cracking into beer mail until we can record these dang things in person again. <laughs> I will save one of those for you, my friend. I move for the moratorium. <laughs> All of those in favor, say aye. The other fun thing is I can just drink them in front of John. 
Uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> you can at least get pleasure from that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, man. Those sound amazing. Like all of a sudden I'm looking at the beer in front of me going like, it's good, but it's not what I want anymore. <laughs> Rev said that the, uh, the foam looks like uh, the dude's hair from house party. Mm. And Rev, I got, I got to ask you, ta- are you talking about Frank? You know what? My, my, uh, my buddy voices Frank on house party. So <laughs> that's right. He's very proud of his work there. All right. Jeff is coveting his own beer. I often covet my own beer. Um, often covet a lot of what's on my, my liquor shelf too. Hello from Mexico. Like this channel. Thank you. Hey, cheers. Thank you, Enki. That's awesome. All right. Uh, shall we get this show on the road? So, yeah. starting with, uh, the big news for, th- for the day. Uh, today was the lift of the embargo on reviews for the Radeon RX 6800 and 6800 XT. Um, and the reviews were, I think, in general, right about what we expected. Um, the, the 6800 is far and above better than the 3070 in pretty much every test. And the 6800 XT pretty much trades blows with a 3080, depending on the game, depending on the workload. Um, and for a lot of enterprise or or professional workflows, the NVIDIA cards are still in the lead because their drivers and, and their, their functions have been optimized for six, seven, eight years now to function on NVIDIA because, well, AMD has not brought a lot of power to the party. Um, so it's kind of a double-edged sword on the professional side of things because until people start using AMD cards, they're not going to optimize for the AMD cards, but they're not going to optimize for the AMD cards until people start buying AMD cards to make it worth optimizing. So it's like one of the two has to happen first. Um, but as far as the the gaming benchmarks, uh, like I said, they, they fell pretty much right in line with at least what I expected. Um, I expected for $80 more, the 6800 to be better than a 3070. Um, I I think people were maybe a little bit in front of their skis for how good Zen 3 was, that they thought that these were going to be like 50% better than, a, than an RTX 3080. And anyone knew that wasn't going to be the case. Everyone looking at it knew it wasn't going to be the case. AMD themselves knew that wasn't going to be the case. And uh, gave us some pretty honest benchmarks in the in the uh, the announcement video. Um, what kind of irritates me again is the way that these reviews happen. The the embargoes for the reviews, the um, uneven playing field, and the way that they're trying to monopolize airspace. Because you had the unboxing embargo, which was Monday. And so on Monday, all of a sudden my YouTube feed was filled with people opening 6800 boxes and going, look, it has three fans and two 8-pin power connectors. Ah!" And that was it. That's the video. You couldn't have it turned on. You couldn't show the fans running. You couldn't put it in a system. You could unbox it and you could show off the cooler. So people made videos of that. And then today is the review embargo for the AMD reference 6800 and 6800 XT. Notice I said the reference model, not the aftermarket cards. That happens next week. (laughs) And then the week after that, or two weeks after that, is the release of the 6900 XT. 
And whether or not that will follow the same thing or if it'll all happen at the same time, I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> it's always interesting. It's always interesting seeing how AMD, NVIDIA, Intel, etc. try to dominate for an entire news cycle rather than and, and I get it, it's smart business, but from a content creation standpoint, from a reviewer standpoint, it's frustrating. And I don't even have the cards. <laughs> it's frustrating. So, uh, anyway, let's see if there's... What was I looking for? You're looking for the graphs? Yeah, the graphs. Okay, next page. Page there they two. Are. Yeah, page two. That's right. Which is annoying. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, looking at the uh, the Ars Technica graphs, they were pretty much the uh, the easiest ones to to look at on this format and a format which I wouldn't get taken down by you know playing another YouTuber's format or something like that. It's a it's an article I can reference. Um, anyway, Witcher three again, you can see sixty eight hundred beats the 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 thirty seventy sixty eight hundred XT kind of just below the the 3080 and rinse repeat go go through the list it's the same results pretty much every single time um i like this release i like the cards i like the numbers that i'm seeing and i'm glad there is competition across the space again i'm glad that there is competition top to bottom again i'm glad that the 6900 xt is going to give competition to the 3090 um this is something that this space has not had for quite some time. Like six, seven, eight years yeah, almost. It's like 2013 or 12, something. 12, 13, right. Which we're talking like GTX 680 versus 7970 <laughs> days. I mean, it's been a while. Yeah, the 7970 I think was like the last significant release. Right, the the last one that really dominated. And then everything else has kind of fallen short. You know, there, there was... Uh, uh, Polaris, which Polaris did well, but could never scale up to match top tier. You know, the, the RX 580, RX 570, and the 400 series cards, those were all fantastic cards. Really no, no ill will towards them. But when the best you can do is tie a 1060 at release, it's not looking all that great. <laughs> um, and uh, when... You know, there was the Fury card. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there, there have been so many weird releases by AMD. It's nice to see them hit a launch and be competitive. The unfortunate thing is that you may not be able to buy any of these cards for a good long while. Uh, we're already hearing reports of short stock everywhere for every card from every retailer from every country on the globe. It's been 12 hours. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Lisa can stand on stage all she wants and say, this will not be a paper launch and throw shade at NVIDIA <laughs> until the day you launch and you're already out of stock on day one. <laughs> yeah, that meme was great. Uh, send it. Was... Uh, help refresh my memory here. Now, was, uh, was this launch the one was it amd that was coming out basically like prepping retailers 
to avoid yes. the Nvidia catastrophe. To, yeah. to avoid bot that was like sales. A few weeks ago and, we talked, yeah. yeah. Uh, we had reports of people being banned from the AMD website for refreshing too often. <laughs> to the point where AMD.com would no longer resolve. Uh, I, heard, I heard that from multiple different sources uh, within the last day. Uh, they were like, yeah, I just had an auto refresh. So every two minutes I would see when they were in stock and if I could buy one. And I got banned and I can no longer resolve AMD.com. Uh. DNS won't respond to me. Yeah, so there's been that. There's been, uh, you know, all the CAPTCHAs and everything else. And scalpers, no scalpers. If you don't have enough stock, you don't have enough stock. Yeah. And the result is a paper launch. And well, and how much is... And see, this is kind of interesting because all the news sources I was reading, like, really didn't talk too much about most of this stuff. Like, how much of this tracks back to, like, probably not much because... I imagine that part of the world's doing great, but how? Uh, but tracks to worker shortages potentially. I've, I it's still ongoing. Um, yeah. The a lot of places have found a way to get back to work. That's the yeah. the the big thing. The thing is, you are going to be less efficient because every piece of your chain is now less efficient. Um, you know, businesses where travel was the the golden currency and, you know, the road warriors and flying across country for a one-day meeting, those people are loving life because all of a sudden they have a two-hour Zoom meeting and then they kick up their feet for four days. Like, <laughs> that's the new normal for them. The new normal for for factory workers and, and uh, logistics and, and all that kind of thing is now social distancing protocols up the wazoo yeah. as well they should be uh because we are in a global pandemic yeah but that that has affected every step of the supply chain from raw materials to manufacturing to logistics to shipping to everything um yeah. there, there's shortages and and shortfalls of the system just about everywhere well, I was reading that, uh, for example, like uh, Sony, they got all the PlayStation 5s rolling out of an almost completely automated factory. Mm -hmm. They got like factories cranking out. I, I can't even remember the number, but they have like uh, three workers or something <laughs> in a <Yeah>. factory. <laughs> it's like, come on, that's crazy. But I just wasn't sure how much of that falls on AMD. Like, I, I'm, I, I can't remember where AMD is based out of exactly, but I know like Taiwan. They're Taiwan. Doing, like, yeah. yeah, Taiwan's doing really good. Yeah. So I just wasn't sure if it inhibited them or not. Obviously, you still have safety protocols in place, which right. is going to slow you down. So they're they're based out of Taiwan, and then there's uh, their fab is TSMC, um, and I know they have fabs in Taiwan, um, and I I don't remember if they have fabs in China or not. Um. Anyway, but yeah, TSMC is a is a Taiwanese company. Um, but you still likely have to get raw materials out of out of China and out of other yeah. parts of the world. So, yeah. Um, wherever is not doing well, you're going to run into logistics and and issues with with shipping, receiving, getting a hold of material. It slowed just about everything down. Um, so while I don't and can't place the blame on AMD or on NVIDIA squarely. If you don't have enough product at launch, you still don't have enough product at launch. And yeah. and justified or not, the criticism will be there that this is a paper launch. And 
We said the same thing about NVIDIA. I have yet to physically see an RTX 3000 series card. I've not seen one in person. Yeah. Um, I've looked. I've I've been refreshing pages just as much as you have. I've been talking to all of my industry contacts saying, well, I know you can't send me a review unit, but can I just buy one? And they don't have them to sell. They don't have them to give. They don't have they don't have them to put on store shelves. I mean, and and there were reports from the AMD launch of uh, ten people lining up at Micro Center and them cutting off the line because we have ten cards. Wow, not three hundred. We have ten. Logistical errors aside, and 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 paper to launch memes aside, it, do you think that they're, you know. You think that there's anything here for a uh, enthusiast consumer? I mean, the price point, you know, if you want to go for the, um, you know, top end enthusiast builds, the price point mm-hmm. feels right. The performance feels right. Right. Um, you know, in an ideal world where you could walk down to, you know, fries or wherever and 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 get your hands on one of these, is there anything there for? For the AMD fanboys, you know, I mean, or are we still shopping for NVIDIA? Um, there's definitely something here. There's definitely a compelling case to be made for for AMD, for going AMD over, over NVIDIA right now. Um, from the workflow side of things, from the professional side of things, it's it's hard to recommend looking at Team Red. It really is. Um, now, both the, the RX 6000 series cards and the RTX 3000 series cards both have brand new uh, video encode engines in them called AV1, and it's a standard-based encoding engine. Um, that has yet to be integrated into a lot of video production workflows, but once that gets adopted by things like OBS or Adobe or, or uh, you know DaVinci or whoever you happen to be using... Um, that makes a compelling case for AMD and a video editing rig. Right now, NVENC and CUDA are the only technologies that are utilized by video editing software with the exception of uh, DaVinci. Uh, and so NVIDIA is pretty much the choice if you're a Premiere user. Uh, there's a, If you go watch the, the Linus Tech Tips video, uh, they did a, a pretty decent deep dive into... Um, creative software and 3d cad and stuff they ran specviewperf on there and the results were pretty astoundingly nvidia leaning probably 80 percent of the time and and not by small margins either so again until there's optimizations made for professional software no one's going to buy amd cards but no one's going to buy amd cards because there's no optimization in software <laughs> so amd does have a lot of catching up to do and and that's they have the same work to do on the Radeon side of things that they did on the Ryzen side of things. Um, they were they were second fiddle for yeah. six years on the processor side of things. Uh, they've been second fiddle on the graphics side of things for six, seven, eight years now. Yeah, They've got a lot of bridges to mend. They've got a lot of things to actually prove and keep producing and keep being competitive not just a flash in the pan they've yeah. had a couple flashes in the pan here and there you know like i said the rx 580 fantastic selling graphics card um but when the best you can do is compete with the 270 dollars card from nvidia and they've got an 800 dollars monster that wipes the floor with you <laughs> you know 
there's not a lot no one's gonna gonna put that in a production rig yeah. um and their the radeon pro cards have been woefully behind a lot of the nvidia competition as well so yeah uh but like i said for the gamer you could go either way you really could uh yeah. The the one leg up that I see NVIDIA having is for a lot of the streaming community, if you want to take advantage of stuff like NVIDIA Broadcast, the, the AI-accelerated, tensor-accelerated tasks, uh, the, the noise cancellation, voice isolation, uh, background removal, face tracking, you know, all, all that type of stuff that NVIDIA Broadcast does and does very, very well. AMD doesn't have any competing product in that space. And it's provided free of charge if you have a graphics card that can run it yeah so yeah crazy stuff crazy stuff see it's interesting because i was looking at the specs and obviously like this is a card that's well out of my my price point and mm -hmm. uh i would not be a first generation adopter but uh you know it's like eh, uh, i keep looking at and you bring up a, a lot of good points with the NVIDIA broadcast and stuff. That's something I didn't even think about because my my main thought is is the gimmick with NVIDIA right now is, is ray tracing. I'm like, oh, I don't care about ray tracing, really. But uh, but something like NVIDIA broadcast, you know, right. can't really be beat, especially right now. Like, could, uh, could come in handy with all this remote stuff going on. So that's eh, interesting stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um... And uh, someone brings up the point, the Radeon 7 was competitive with the RTX 2080. Yeah, but it was discontinued after five months and, and wasn't fully supported by, by AMD. And then they kind of came out with another Radeon 7 and then they kind of retracted that one as well. Um, and it was really never widely available for sale. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, if you are an AMD fanboy, that card is selling for like $900 right now. Ugh. It was a 799 graphics card at launch a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or no, two years ago. That was that was when you went to CES with me, Rhett. Was the Radeon 7 launch. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember... Yeah. Uh... Almost two years ago, that card has appreciated by $200. <laughs> because it was yeah. the best graphics card that AMD had ever put out. And it competed it... with a 1080 Ti. Yeah. And kind of traded blows with a 2080, depending on the workflow. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if we're viewing this, uh, you know, if we're viewing these uh, companies like a sports team franchise, we're, uh, AMD AMD's still in a building year, huh? Gotta... Um, boy. Are, are they playoff contenders at all? Are they going to make it to playoffs? Let, let me say, uh, let me just say, the, <laughs> the Zen 3 architecture feels like a dynasty in the making. Uh, and, and people have kind of seen this coming from... from from Ryzen since the inception and said, boy, oh, yeah. if they could just get this a little bit more polished, a little bit better. Okay. They're, they're, you know, first gen, they were going, okay, we like it. You, you put Intel on notice, especially when it comes to multi-threaded workloads, like Ryzen 7, 1700, 330 bucks, eight core, 16 threads and competes with 7820X and, and some other chips from Intel. It's like, Ooh, Ooh, we need to, you know, be careful here. Zen Plus comes out with the the 2700 and 2700X, and now you're actually in contention. Then Zen 3 comes out, and you're trading blows. And then Zen 
Zen 3 official drops, 5000 series Zen, and you're 20% in front of them. And so it's been like watching a four-year build of, like you said, a really good team. Like, oh, the Yankees are out of the playoffs. Are, you know, are they going to get some stuff together? They're getting stuff together. They're, right. they're, they're, they're making trades. They're buying the assets they need. They're bringing the right people on board. And, oh, when this hits, it's going to hit big. And now it's hit big. Uh, as far as Radeon goes, because I consider them two different teams. <laughs> as far as Radeon goes, um, I think they've got a good young squad who will probably be a first-round exit unless they bring in another piece. How's that? I like it. They got a good Perfect. young squad. Lot, they're <laughs> they're going to turn some heads. They're going to they're going to be flashy. They're fun to watch. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they play hard. However, whatever analogy sports wise you want me to throw out this, I watched ESPN for twenty years. I can couple couple good uh, boot camps and they're going to be contenders. That's right. Yeah, throwing a couple throwing a couple booyahs. You know, felt like you'd like that sports team analogy. Yeah. No, that was that was a good one. <laughs> um, Intel at this point feels like, um, boy, they feel like they feel like the Boston Celtics. <laughs> How's that? They were so good for so long, and they'll make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs. Don't don't worry. Oh, yeah. They'll they're gonna be there. You're in. You're out. Sure. But boy, they're gonna struggle to make the second round. <laughs> Uh, they're certainly not winning the pennant this year. <laughs> <laughs> yep, a lot of a lot of turnover on the on the Celtics lately. <laughs> Still beloved by Boston fans everywhere. That's right. I know. I just lost all of my Boston fans. I. <laughs> no, I was trying to like... think of a team that was like aging all stars, and I went Boston Celtics. <laughs> there, well, yeah, that's that is a good point. Yeah, but see, the problem is. You know, as Blazers fans, we're used to... I, no, I'm going to say the Spurs. The Spurs are a much better analogy. Because the Spurs were, for better or worse, a dynasty for almost 20 years. Interrupted by the Lakers, the Heat, and, and you know, and later on the, the Warriors. Uh, the Spurs, to me, they got too old. They didn't adapt to a new style of play. They brought in some, some young hotshot in Kawhi Leonard... And he didn't like the culture there, so he flew to Toronto and won another championship. Roger Kaduri. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and so yeah, Intel is the San Antonio Spurs, mm. and and now they're behind the eight ball. They didn't make the playoffs this year at all, um, and uh, Pops left kind of scratching his head. So yeah, fair enough. I'm a basketball fan. Can you tell? <laughs> I, miss right. the day, I miss the days when the Spurs would go into uh, the Rose Garden and get booed. Now, now uh, Aldrich gets a, a little bit of a cheer still. He, he does. <laughs> Man, Aldridge was always the what could have been trailblazer, what should have been. Because um, everyone's always high on, you know, what could have been with Greg Oden and what should have been with Brandon Roy. Um, uh, but Roy, still my favorite. Player. But that three-headed monster—if that ever hit, oh man! But here's the thing: Aldridge was always the third fiddle to that that trio. He was always full of potential and and strong as all heck, and a fadeaway that can beat anyone. But if he takes you to the rack, he will dominate. 
and he never took you to the rack except for like two <laughs> years in Portland. Yeah. And then yeah. he went to San Antonio and he's back to his fadeaway. <laughs> now it's an unblockable fadeaway. It's a Dirk, it's a Dirk Nowitzki style shot. Um, but he's back to playing the old ways and, and he wants to play ISO ball on the block and just kind of back you down and then shoot a fadeaway over the top of you. That's his game. And it didn't do well in Portland. It, you know, because it was Brandon Roy's show and then it was Damian Lillard's show. Uh, but man, what could have been, show. what could have yeah. been with those three? That's, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Aldrich, third fiddle. I mean, what more do you want? That's if Aldridge is the true. third best player on your team, you're not doing too bad. No, exactly. Yeah. Just uh, don't mention the Timberwolves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people are getting defensive now all of a sudden. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You keep that hate over in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> God, it only took 40 minutes, but Biggest plays are what ifs. What if Walton had stayed healthy? They'd have won at uh, least four more rings with a healthy Walton. I fully agree with that. 100%. Ah, man. Yeah, uh, the the plight of Blazer big men. It's yeah. always something. It is what it is. You, dude, if we were winners, there wouldn't be any reason to love the team. Yeah. Like, you know, if we're winning if we're winning rings like every other year, like it'd be easy to be a Blazers fan. It would be. It would be. <laughs> um, we've been through some stuff, let me tell you. We we've been through. Um I mean, the last time the the Blazers were legitimately good, I mean, we made the West Coast West Conference Finals oh. last year, and holy crap, what a ride of a year that was! Um, especially with uh, with uh, oh gosh, Nurkic uh, going yeah. down, yeah. going down in March. Like you're on the stretch run, and this team is looking oh, we good, did better looking than we should hot, and all of a sudden you cream the uh, the Thunder. And you take Denver to seven games and you win a game seven on the road. And then in all four games against the Warriors, you have a 20 point lead. And Myers Leonard of all people is the leading scorer for the, <laughs> for, the for the round. Dude scored like 140 points in four games, but got swept. <laughs> the hat's off to Myers Leonard. He was, and here's the other problem with the Blazers. We'll, we'll get into the Apple talk next. I promise. Here's the other problem with Blazers and Blazers fans. We fall in love with our role players. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. Sergio Rodriguez, be still my heart. Uh, Travis Outlaw, uh, Rudy Fernandez. You know, these were not starters. Uh, and then Myers Leonard. You know, there was a there was a real love-hate with, with Myers Leonard. Uh, as as far as Portland fans go, uh, some people hated him and, and <laughs> thought he was overpaid. And it's like, well, you're not the one writing the check. He's just on the bench. And we gave him the value that he was worth, which was 40 million for f over four years. And honestly, for a big man with his skills, that's a pretty good gig. Uh, yeah. That That's a pretty good get. Uh, he's, he's another one that really never quite got to that next level because he suffered a little bit from the Aldridge syndrome where he's bigger and stronger than most NBA players on the floor. That dude is a beast. And if he ever just put his head down and went through you, he would be a force to be reckoned with on any team. And he just never quite. That's always my biggest issue with, with the NBA. I swear. It's like these, like so many dudes could just, cut up the middle take it to the paint mm -hmm. but 
they don't. They they step back. They take the fade away, or right. they take the three. It's like, just take it in, man. Yeah. Make them work for it. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, when the uh, the NBA has trans- transitioned into a three point era like we've never seen before. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, you have people like Damon Steph breaking the three point records every single year. Um, and and so the NBA is adapting. It's adapting to an outside in game instead of an inside out. And it, I mean, the transition and has been happening for 20 years. Well, I mean, yeah, it's and not that, been a slow process. Thing. You you look at it like any other game, right? You look at it like a video game, even. And the rules and 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 the way in which it, the game's played is going to sort of encourage a natural meta. And if you have a shot that earns more points in another thing, people are going to start min maxing the game. It's going to naturally gravitate towards more threes. I mean, right, right. The the odds say if you shoot more threes than the competition, you'll make more threes. You'll score more points. <laughs> yeah, that's what the odds say. And plus, especially plus, when Damien can shoot it from thirty eight. Right. And I was about to say exactly like, and how many dramatic like dunks are there to win? You know, right <laughs> to to win a playoff series or something. Right. Like the point oh three. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, next Jeff, we'll talk about Sam Bowie. Don't go there. <laughs> you should have drafted MJ. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Mystery Tech says Star Trek. Yeah. Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek. Dude, yeah. Pivot. If you want to talk about Parisi Squares? I mean, that was a sports game. There you go. I mean. <laughs> Cones and discs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I talked. I promised we'd talk about Apple, and uh, here we will talk about some Apple. So yeah, we got to get to this. This is so. Yesterday, uh, Apple finally shipped, and uh, the reviews dropped for all of the new Apple laptops and desktop. Uh, so the Mac Mini, the Mac Air, MacBook Air, excuse me, and the MacBook Pro, all featuring Apple's brand new homegrown M1 silicon on board. Um, they touted. A week ago, some very, very big numbers. Very big numbers. Um, faster than ninety-eight percent of all laptops sold. Um, we emulate when we emulate x86 code faster than Intel can execute it. Those were statements that were made in <laughs> in the announcement. Like that's ballsy to come out and say. We've been making smartphone CPUs for a while, but we we made a laptop CPU that runs circles around Intel in emulation. (laughs) And the thing is, they wound up not being wrong. (laughs) So yesterday, a lot of the benchmarks dropped from the new Apple M1 processor. It, uh, basically, they have the same exact processor, same exact system available in three different configurations. You can get a Mac Mini, sc- uh, no screen, just a little desktop in the form factor we all know and love for $699 with eight gigabytes of RAM and 256 gigabytes of solid state storage. Uh, upgradable to two terabytes and 16 gig. 16 gig ma- RAM is the max for all models. Uh, then you've got the MacBook Air, starting price of $999, 8 gigs of RAM, 256 storage, 13 inches, Retina display. It's a 2560 by 1600, 16 by 10, rock on. Um, and then you have the MacBook Pro, which uh, should supposedly be like the middle performing of the bunch, although the most expensive starting at, what was it, 1249 uh, or 1399 I think, something like that. Um, anyway, the Mac Mini is actually supposedly the most 
the best performing one because it has the most cooling and doesn't have to regulate its battery. So it can just go, give me all the power you can give me. And I guess at peak, it draws 31 watts. Wow. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's not much. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was kind of one of the big takeaways. It's just the power draws next to nothing. Right. It's next to nothing. Um, I mean, you think of like the chips that Intel is throwing out there. Their mobile chips are like 15 yeah. watts. And so, yeah, like they, a, they run circles around the, the mobile chips. But like I saw Idle, the Mac Mini was drawn like four watts. Four and a half. Like yeah. <laughs> like, Which is like a, what? A Raspberry Pi draws like four or five, doesn't it? Like Thereabouts, yeah. Yeah. I mean, at Idle, you're, you're sub one watt, but you're, <laughs> you can draw 1520 on a Raspberry Pi. You're not far off. <laughs> Um, 98% of all laptops ever sold in the last three decades. No, they said, and, and again, it, the problem with listening straight to marketing material is they'll always tell you they're the best thing ever. Yeah. The 98% of all of laptops sold was within that class or within that, that price range. Mm. And to that end, they were not lying. There is no Intel mobile chip on the market today that matches the performance of the M1 based on what benchmarks we can run that will run both code. Um, even emulated, e even running with Rosetta 2 with its emulation layer, um, or sorry, compatibility layer, because Wine is not an emulator. Um, <laughs> even running uh, Rosetta 2 in Cinebench, it still beat 11th gen Intel mobile i7s like you and then when you were running natively in Cinebench it was better than them by 50% it wasn't even yeah. a small margin it was a massive massive butt kicking like we've never seen in the mobile space before so yes they were correct they're faster than 98% of pretty much all laptops sold ever, but 98% of laptops within their price range. And the reason they say only 98% is they do lose out to most discrete graphics cards. However, the M1 also has enough graphics chops that it's keeping up with about a GTX 1050 Ti, yeah. which is not shabby territory to be in no. on the mobile space. And it's so funny, the people who like really weren't reading between the lines, it's like I saw this on Reddit and on Twitter, it's like, why are they comparing themselves to a, you know, what's that, three, four-year-old card now at this point? It's like... Yeah, uh, because that's the comparison point. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, but still, that's great. The M1 is, is only a quad-core product at any given time. You are incorrect. It is a four high and four low, but they do work simultaneously with each other. It will prioritize tasks based on what that task needs. So if Chrome is just running in the background or your mail needs to update or something like that, it'll run the low power cores. If you are doing a video rendering, it'll run the high power cores with the low power cores. It does them all at the same time. It will run eight threads, but not at the same speed. So... It's not the big little architecture that ARM has been touting and Samsung has put into the the, the Galaxy 9 or whatever. Um, this is actually an eight core processor with eight cores running at all times. And it will prioritize based on software and, and required load of a program, what cores it wants to operate with. But they will all work for heavy loads. There we go. I got to admit, like, I am not an Apple fan at all, but 
man, all my research today, uh, it was like, they almost won me over. <laughs> you know, and, and one of the things that we talked about a few weeks, uh, uh, maybe a few months ago now at this point, was uh, just how switching over um, to the, uh, the ARM uh, architecture is going to streamline their ecosystem between iOS and... Um, right. You can run iOS apps inside of Mac OS yes. now natively. Yes, which is crazy. <laughs> and and now obviously like the the first sort of implementations of this I was reading just are not satisfactory at all. Right. But also it's been out for a day. <laughs> so Right. You like give people a chance to catch up like uh, we talked about this before and I thought it would be very interesting for the app development scene. Mm -hmm. Um but I think seeing the specs on this and seeing what it could mean, I think it's even more interesting than I thought it was a few months ago. You know, I thought I was like, ah, eh, kind of a gimmicky thing. But I, I, I fully thought this was going to be a gimmick. This was yep. going to be nothing but software optimization for their own silicon. But when it comes down to brass tacks and and heavy workloads like video rendering or CAD work or things like that, it was not going to have the horsepower to deliver. Yeah. And I'm here to say I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think I was in the same boat. I mean, again, and I think part of it is just this anti-Apple bias that I've programmed into my brain a little bit. And but... a lot of people have that, and and yeah. that's that's forgivable. Again, I've always considered whatever is the best tool for the job gets my money. Yeah. Um, it's it's not who who wins me over with specs. It's not who. It's what is the task that I need to accomplish. That's the person that does it best. Yeah, I, I have no brand loyalty. Um, I, I have no, I have preferences, yeah. <laughs> but, but I have no loyalty to any one system. Um, <clears throat> as I said, I, I've been using a MacBook, a MacBook 12 inch for like three and a half years. And I've been <laughs> a Mac laptop user for well over a decade. Um, now at the time I was doing a lot with, with native terminal kind of stuff, SSH command, you know, getting into to shells and, and doing a lot of remote work. Um, but I also needed a native Windows environment for some of the proprietary software that I was running. And so a Mac allowed me to do both. I get great battery life and great performance, but with a native term SSH terminal and, and everything else that I need and um, all the other perks that come with Mac OS, uh, workflow wise ran great. And then I can also boot Windows natively if I need to, or just run Windows in a VM because I don't need that much power for the apps I was running. Yeah. That's why yeah. I've been a Mac laptop person for quite a while. But I said on this show, and I said at CES, and it's in a video, that this will be my next laptop. Talking about the Asus uh, ROG, uh, the G14. Um, I still love that laptop. 4900H with, uh, with an RTX 2060. Oh, take me. But at the same time, it gets worse battery life than the MacBook I have now. And I already have some qualms with the MacBook battery life that I get now. And it's still better than 90% of laptops that are out there because I get eight hours full work on it. Yeah. Um, and it's like, that's still not enough for me. Like I, I right. like my battery life. Um, I, I need something that can edit video. Well, give me an RTX card because now we have CUDA accelerated Adobe Premiere. Well, hold on. Now all of a sudden we might get native arm premiere on a macbook within the yeah. next six months okay you have me intrigued uh oh 17 hour battery life <gasps> yeah 
I mean, yeah, I saw that the MacBook Air was getting like 20 hours sometimes. Right, and I've been looking for the... Uh, Asus was supposed to launch the G14 Zephyrus with a 1440p screen, 2560 by 1440. And I went, I need that real estate in a laptop. But that's one thing I'm missing is just a little bit more real estate. 1080p is not enough for me, even at yeah. 13 inches. Yeah. Um, and now here you're coming out with a 13-inch laptop that has a 2560 by, by 1600 screen natively that you can buy right now. And I have yeah. not been able to find a single model of the Asus laptop that actually comes with the 1440p screen. And I've been looking. And it, as far as my eyes can tell, it doesn't exist. Yeah. And so I went from even two weeks ago going, I should just buy a G14. I think I'll be happy with a G14. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, I should wait. I know I should wait. Let me see what, what Apple does. Yeah. I think I'm swinging the other way. Now, someone yeah. brought up the comment, how does uh, the performance of the A1 compare to like Ryzen laptops? Well, let me bring up a couple slides that will really paint the best picture for you. So the first one is Cinebench R23, just released, uh, single-threaded performance. The AMD Ryzen 9 5950X is the fastest single-threaded chip that this planet has ever seen. Bar none, it is the fastest chip that has ever been in production. It scored a 1647. The Intel 28-watt chip scored a 1532. The Mac Mini tied it. There you go. <laughs> it is throwing down with the best of the best CPUs that have ever once existed. Um, the Apple M1 single-threaded performance is about on par with the best Intel desktop CPU. Like, like talking 7700K, 8700K, 9900K. It's in that ballpark. It's not quite competing with Zen 3, but it's a lot closer than Intel would have liked to see. Uh, then we go to multi-threaded performance, and how does it compare with the multi-threaded Ryzen laptops? Well, we can see the 35-watt 4900HS gets a 10,000. Uh, the 4800G, which is a 15-watt part, gets a 9200. The M1 gets a 7833. So it is lagging behind. You know, it's about 20% behind what the uh, what the 4900HS uh, is doing. But it's only 20% behind. It's, that's not a huge margin. And, and honestly, for a lot of, like, CPU-intensive tasks... You're not gonna yeah. be doing a lot of those on a laptop. Um, for video rendering, you're already, your GPU is gonna handle a lot of load anyway. And this has a fairly powerful GPU in it. It's not as powerful as an RTX 2060, but nor can the Zephyrus G14 with a 1440p screen and a 4900HS and an RTX 2060 last for 18 hours. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what's crazy too about that is like I was reading or some be of the fanless or be quiet. Yeah, oh man. And yeah. that's that's another one of my biggest things is I want my laptop silent. Yep. I don't want to hear the dang thing ever in any environment under any workload. Headphones, no headphones, plain lap, you know, hotel room, laying in bed at night looking on eBay for things that I probably shouldn't be buying. I never want to hear the fan because the fan will alert my wife that I'm on eBay buying new servers. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think Skull really hit my only real concern with it is that, you know, I still am not a fan of sort of being corralled into this singular ecosystem mm-hmm. that Apple's trying to do. And that's not, you know, some people are excited about that. You know, right. I got a, a buddy of mine over uh, in in the uh, Game Devs Quest uh, Discord server he's talking he, he's excited about that and he's been looking at optimizing his time and his workflow and he's you know analyzing minutes wasted trying to juggle you know stuff on his android phone and then switching over to his ipad then switching over to his his pc and doing all these things you know he started kind of he, he went um i think he got the new iphone 12 i could be wrong about that but you know he started realizing the potential for optimization there between the iPad and the iPhone. Then he started mm-hmm. looking at the M1. I mean, he was sold in an instant on that, right? On that contained ecosystem. And you know, I'm just I'm the type of person that doesn't like to be, you know, corralled into it. It feels like we're being corralled. You know, I'm sure Skull feels the same way based off his comment. But but I could be convinced. I don't know. It's looking so good, and at that price point, at that price point, that price. Point I, w- is I was so going to spend fifteen hundred on a Zephyrus G fourteen. Yeah, I can get <laughs> right. I can get a MacBook Air with sixteen gigs of RAM and a five twelve SSD for fourteen fifty. Yeah, same price, and it's fanless, and it goes sixteen hours. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't have the gaming chops. That's what Parsec okay. is for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you not seen the seven videos of crap that I have put before you? <laughs> I but can game a... remotely, finally. Yeah. <laughs> it's only been what, a year? Shut up. <laughs> yes. No, I'm not mocking you. That's a lot that's badass. It's been one of the best video series that you've done. Thank you. But yeah, um yeah. Boy, did Apple deliver, and did they deliver in a big, big way. Um, yeah. Everyone saw the, the slides, and no one wanted to believe them because they were some pretty, pretty big claims. And the thing is about Apple, they've made claims like, they do what NVIDIA does when they make claims. Twice the performance of the previous generation in this one specific task that only the new processor has the framework and architecture to actually process effectively. <laughs> and you'll never see again in the right. wild. <laughs> right. Um, so it's, uh, they came out with the RTX demos and they say it is uh, 250% faster at ray tracing than the previous generation. That's because you put in cores specifically to ray trace. <laughs> that Do you not understand me. the logic there? <laughs> I think about that daily, I swear to God. Yeah, and uh, Apple does a lot of the same things. Uh, it, it is uh, twice as fast as the previous generation iPhone in this one camera technique that we built silicon specifically to do. Yeah. Background removal of your of your selfies, you know, kind of thing. It's twice as fast as the previous iPhone. That's because the previous iPhone was never yeah. designed to do that. It was, I, saw, I saw a book review for somebody... Uh, and I won't say any names just to just to avoid getting into a conversation about it. But, you know, it's like this blurb. It was basically like this generation's famous author is here now. You know, it was like comparing them to like, you know, uh, George Lucas or something, you know. But the rest of the quote that they left out was like, this person thinks they're George Lucas and they suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but they just used a tiny blurb that made it seem like they were a genius. Yeah. I was like, no, this is so embarrassing for them. Oh, uh, that's great. Yeah. 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 But then Crytrek oh. showed ray tracing on Pascal. Yeah, they did. And it played. And we found out that the ray tracing cores, while still effective when you use the RTX API and, and things like that, it's not that the 1080 couldn't do ray tracing. It wasn't tremendous at it, but it could do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I gotta, I gotta admit, I'm not an Apple fanboy, but uh, this, this. But you're hearing that siren a song. A little bit, a little <laughs> bit. Which is, I mean, anybody can go back and listen to me on past episodes and hear me just knock Apple all day long. Yep. I will. I won't stop. And and somebody said it before. I'm not a first gen adapter, right. and I never will be. <laughs> <laughs> we know, Rhett. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll see. I'm excited to see how it unfolds, though. So, are ITX cards dead? Um, we seem to be in love with the bigger the better on coolers these days, um, and I think a lot of that stems from no one has ever liked blower cooler coolers even though they served a purpose, and especially when it came to small form factor or server environments, blowers are what you want um, because it takes all that hot air and exhausts it out of the system rather than recirculating it and heating up other components. And that is a worry in small form factor and, and server environments. Um, but we gave them enough grief over the years on Intel and, or not Intel, but AMD and NVIDIA's crappy cooler design you know, just wait for the board partner cards and, and then and then buy one because we all know these blower cards are terrible. Um, I think we gave them enough grief that they said, fine, we'll make good coolers, but they're going to be 3U thick. And so all of a sudden we have the RTX 3090 big boy that weighs more than my skull. And yeah, um, we kind of have no one to blame but the enthusiasts among us. <laughs> uh but I've I've come out a couple of times and I've said I hate large coolers, especially on smaller cards, lower wattage cards. There is no reason in the world for the ROG Strix uh, RX 5500 XT to be a triple slot card, but it is. <laughs> it's 125 watt TDP. Who are you trying to fool? It's a lot of aluminum you put in that thing. Um... So yeah, there's there's been a, a definite growth issue in in the space lately. I would like it to see I would like to see it take a, a different route. Uh one thing you can be sure of is Zotac will always make a mini card. So there's always that. Perfect. Hey, uh do I got a chance to go grab another brewski absolutely i just opened a second one while we were talking so i, I had to keep it in the fridge i was going to do my yep. usual cooler shenanigans but so i, I didn't want to make it easy i didn't see if skull dropped my beer but uh if if uh yeah i don't see it there so apparently he didn't hear the can open but yeah kavodica stout i'm on to the stout now so oh XFX2? Yeah, XFX will usually... Well... XFX usually has some pretty well-designed coolers. They're not necessarily the smallest things out there, though. Uh, I always love the XFX cards. They're always very well-designed, and they often run a lot cooler. 
um, and their boards are usually some of the best made AMD boards that I ever come across. Um, you know, cards like the the 7970 triple uh, X model, or uh, even the much maligned uh, RX 580, uh, the carbon fiber shroud with the weird figure eight cutout in it. Those are fantastic cards as far as cooling and noise goes. So I want to see a Galax 3070 Katana series. Hell yes, Skull. Hell yes. <laughs> Uh, for those who don't know, Galax created a GTX 1070 Katana, which was a one-slot GPU. And I have always coveted that card. I want that card so badly it hurts. Um, if anyone has access to said card, I, I might be willing to put a bounty up on it. Yeah, Sapphire is my AMD AIB of choice. Sapphire and XFX usually go 1A and 1B for me. Um, uh, I, I've been buying XFX cards for years, uh, as, as a gamer and as an enthusiast, they are usually my number one go-to when I shopped for AMD, although they used to be my number one go-to when I shopped NVIDIA. Um, that's right. I had a pair of NVIDIA GTX or, uh, 9,800 GTX plus cards back in the day that were XFX. So shortly afterwards, the relationship went south between, ooh, Prismatic. Nice. Sorry. I did not mean to derail you at all. I was just going no, to show good. it to the screen so I could open it. <laughs> no, you caught my eye. I know. Ooh, I know that beer. Um, but yeah, no, the, the Sapphire Pulse cards are always amazing. The Sapphire Nitro cards are always amazing. Um, just like I'll say, XFX usually has some of the best looking boards out there as well and, and usually run cooler and quieter and more efficient than a lot of the, the others. Um, in fact, uh, the XFX 580 was pretty much black magic because it drew like 20 watts less than any other card and ran 10 degrees cooler. Like, I don't know what they did, but it's insane. Never had an issue with XFX or Sapphire. I've had one issue with one XFX card. Um, I had an XFX R9 and the fan died on it. Uh, it was a double fan design. Uh, one of the fans died on it. And... It was out of warranty. I sent them a note and they sent me a whole new heatsink assembly, like whole thing and just said, here, stick it on. You're good to go. Do I need to send the old one back? No, you're good. <laughs> just here. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I still have my 7800 GT black edition. Yeah, my, my 9800 uh, GTX pluses were black edition cards. I even have the, G the black edition membership card. Oh yes. Back when you got like a credit card that you carry with in your wallet and go, I'm a member of the Black Edition. <laughs> XFX, baby. Yeah. <laughs> there Skull is. He finally caught up. He did say he, he waits to do the beer updates until both hosts have, have refreshed their glasses. So, Well, in person, it's a lot easier to manage, mm -hmm. right? But... Uh... But remotely, it's like, why am I waiting on you? We're drinking at different rates, right? It's, I know, yeah. It's a whole I thing. Mean, I, fin I finished my beer at 8.30. I was like, that was too fast. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. Uh, I got to wake up early to do a podcast in the morning. So <laughs> okay. I got to get up at 5 tomorrow. You doing your podcast or are you on a different one this time? Game Devs Quest, yeah. We're nice. doing that. We're having a, uh, one of our buddies, a uh, game developer from Toronto on, and he really wanted to have his 
composer on, but they are in the UK. So we have three (laughs) different time zones going. It was like the only one that worked. So he's like 6 p.m. and you're like, crap, I got to get about five. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So UK is like eight hours ahead or whatever. He's three hours ahead. So it's like, it's just a cluster no matter which way you flip it. So. Mm -hmm. And then I scheduled it for Thursday, forgetting that I was on this. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, I'd be in bed. <laughs> yep. Uh, by the way, we are going to be taking next week off. Uh, usually, I don't take the holidays off. Um, but uh, in this case, we are going to take next Wednesday off. So there will be no talking heads the day before Thanksgiving. And on December 2nd, we have a special guest, uh, special guest host, guest co-host, I should say, uh, on talking heads. So... And then on December, what is that, 9th, we will return to regularly scheduled programming. Are we going to do a uh, all hands on deck best of the year 2020 edition? I think we kind of have to. I, I, I feel like we do. I think too. we need to do a four-way Zoom call and, and make that thing happen. Yeah. We, or just we like are. rent a giant room and sit in the four corners so we can at least yeah. see each other. That wouldn't be that bad. We could just set up our own cameras just like this. Yeah. Each each with our own corner. We could decorate it to our own. You know, Roll our beers to each other across the gym court. <laughs> Dope idea. Right? All right. Well, this is happening. Um, <laughs> assuming assuming there's any place to, left to rent by then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can uh, you imagine the nightmare of an OBS setup that would be, though? It'd be a pain. We did a... Uh, a four-camera input into a single OBS session. Yeah, yeah, that'd be rough. Well, you. I wonder if you could... I've gotten each... three working well. Four might be my max. Well, think about it this way. If we, we don't need to see John. Own, if we each had our own workstation, mm-hmm. and we fed it to you... And you could just stream it to me, and yeah. then I could, I could rebroadcast it out. Yeah. That would work, yeah. We all have laptops. Yeah. That's a lot to go wrong, <laughs> but <laughs> think of the points of failure I have now. <laughs> I, know. I was thinking when I was running late, the freaking guy at the store when I was buying beer was like taking a deuce or something. So I had to wait outside for like 10 minutes. I felt like I was like in the movie clerks or something. Uh, and uh, finally gets there and I'm rushing back and Jeff's like, where are you? <laughs> I'm like, great. Yoo-hoo! I stepped out 30 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> And I was thinking, like, man, everything better work. I hopped on. I could barely hear you. And I was like, if I have to do the show like this, I will lose my mind. Yeah. Uh, special guest is Bender from Futurama. I would love to have John DiMaggio on the show at some point. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah, hey, look at me! <laughs> Destroy all humans! I can't do it. <laughs> He's, like, literally my favorite. I always guy, whispered, except one. Fry was that one. <laughs> Hey, baby, want to destroy all humans? Because uh, it makes me look cool. Hambone break, hambone, hambone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, craft Computing 360 stream cam it. Um, I actually do Ooh. have a 360 cam. And 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 John does too. We did a we did a 360. That could uh, be possible. Yeah, that'd be a great idea. Just VR stream it. Yeah, that'd be fun. This would be fun. We did a, uh, I was going to say earlier, we did a, uh, for my Dungeons and Dragons podcast, we had to do the season finale and we had been doing remote all year, like good citizens. But for the season finale, it was like the last good weather day of the year. Mm -hmm. So we set up a distant, 
uh, D and D session. Mm -hmm. We and that was complicated, even just with one source, one audio source. Uh, well, not one audio source, but one mixer. Right. Um, and it was still difficult playing yep. that far away from each other. I mean, I think we each had like 12 feet of space. Or I, I have uh, some friends that literally rented a gym for like four months straight so they could play D and D. Because they normally met, them. they normally met in like a like a, a a friend of mine's game room, which is like a twelve by twelve room. Like it's mm -hmm. not a huge room, and there's a pool table in the center, and they cover yep. the 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 yeah. pool table yeah, with pool plywood, table and and play their D and D on the on the pool table. Um, well, they couldn't do that obviously, and so they decided to like rent a yep. gym, <laughs> and, yep. and they sat fifteen feet apart, and they they walked up to the board one by one and rolled the dice. They each had their own dice, and <laughs> yep. Yeah, we did it in a backyard. We had we had some shade out there. We did it in the backyard. And uh, we said, heck with the pieces. That was the kind of the beauty of doing a remote is that uh, we could use all these online platforms to do mm -hmm. the miniatures and movement and things like that. But we said, heck with it. We'll do theater of the mind. We had a blast. If anybody likes D&D, go check that out. That's right. Chaotic um, amateurs. No, we we might think about doing a 360 stream, maybe from my living room. I think that might be fun. Might not be too bad. Yeah, we could social distance that. We totally can. could. Yeah, let me let me think about logistically on that. You know what? Um, I don't know if I still have my 360 cam. I need to look through my stuff. Well, talk to it... John. He's got he's got one. I know John has one. Um, I'm actually looking at Kodak has a 4K 360 VR camera. If did it you has just look that up right now on stream? I did, because <laughs> I can, because I do that kind of thing, because uh, I'm good at multitasking. Um, they have the PixPro Orbit 360, which is a 4K 360 degree camera. It's 140 bucks. That's not bad. Like, if it does live HDMI, I'm just gonna hit buy it now. And it's a tax write-off, baby. That's right. That's hmm. why I'm buying a laptop. <laughs> I made too much this year. Got to write some stuff <laughs> off. Yeah. Story of my life. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. How much can I make it look like I lost this year? <laughs> um, hey, honey, we need to go have like seven business dinners in a row. <laughs> yeah. Bring your friends. Tell them to come thirsty. <laughs> Dude, that's one thing that blows me away by some of these uh, like tech companies that we let schmooze us at CES and stuff. It's like, that's all tax write-offs to those people. Yep. No, that's pre-budgeted to those people. Well, it's pre-budgeted still, right. but they get to write it off as an expense because they all have expense accounts and things like that. It's mm -hmm. like, yep. but remember how baller I looked when we were at, uh, what, what was that place called? <laughs> and I was like, hey, we'll split the bill. Oh. <laughs> um. What was that when we called? went out with uh, with uh, Dave and Andrew? Yeah, yeah. That was uh, uh, bootleggers. Bootleggers. Thank you. I was, I was like, it's some prohibition word. I can't yeah. think of it. I was like, you sat, in, you sat in Hugh Hefner's spot. Yes, I did. You sat in Elizabeth Taylor's spot. I did. <laughs> that was fun. But it I still smells like cheap like perfume. Well. That's never coming out. Right. That's never coming <laughs> out of not, that shirt. That's not just because it's Elizabeth Taylor. That's because it's. Yeah. Wait, is that a knock on her uh, her fragrance? Yes. Like it was her fragrance brand that was sold at J.C. Penny. That every okay. time you walk through and you go, yeah, yeah. Ugh. 
I literally only got that joke because of an episode of The Office I watched yesterday (laughs) where they knocked on Elizabeth Taylor's fragrance. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, there you I, go. I <laughs> haven't seen that episode of The Office, so great minds think alike. It's Thank literally you. not even a big joke. It is like a throwaway line. <laughs> it is nothing, but it stood out to me because I was like, Bailey, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, We're in the weeds here, but. We are in the weeds. We've been in the weeds for a while. Just buy the camera. You want to buy it on stream? How about this? Uh, if we get, what? No? How about no. this? I'm going to do my research first because that's the kind of person I am. Sometimes I will impulse buy something if I go, this will make a great video. If I'm going to buy something to use it, I need to know it works before it arrives. Hmm. I need to know I can bend it to my will before I open the box. And so that's the kind of shopper I am. I guess it's too late. We got 169. Nice. Uh, Viewers, I was going to say, I was going to say, if we could like crowdsource like a fraction of it. Like I'd be happy to throw up for some of that. The too, problem right? with YouTube money is I don't see it for eight weeks, something like that. So, yeah, the the money you donate just on stream in, today will be uh, just in time for twenty twenty one. Right. By the way, I've missed a number of super chats, and I apologize for some reason. Oh, I had my window too far up. Yeah, uh, Novella Hub sent one eight sixteen. Mm. He's drinking an Anchorage Brewing. I like you. Double IPA with pineapple, eight point four percent, five dollars. Thank you, Novella Hub. Uh, uh, where Ryan, where are these at? Uh, I have on YouTube. They're on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so I have a viewer activity tab so I can see all the super chats that have ever been sent. Uh, cause they time out based on how much you donate. Gotcha, um, gotcha. so all of them have timed out. So I apologize to everyone who I was not keeping. A, I wasn't paying attention to that window. Uh, Ryan sends $2 over. Thanks for making my career happen. Appreciate you. Thank you. Um, Cheers. I'm assuming you mean something in it. Because uh, yeah, that's awesome. If you're still watching, let me know what you're doing and and how I helped you. Because I I love hearing stuff like that. Um, I've heard that a number of times from people. You got me interested in virtualization, and now I have a job as like a, a junior admin at a virtualization company. Oh, nice. And, that's and it's cool. like that is that is to me that is so so just like heartwarming and like awesome because I am so enthusiastic about this stuff. And to see other people getting enthusiastic about it and not only doing that, but making a career out of it, that just fills my heart to no end. Like you can't even imagine. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. That is awesome. Thank you for watching and thank you for uh, for enjoying what I'm putting down and going and making something happen. That's awesome. See, that, that's a big thing with uh, Game Devs Quest is how many people are like, oh man, like you inspired me to put in the work and do this. And now I got a job in software development. And like, meanwhile, like, I'm the guy preaching it. I'm like barely competent software <laughs> <Right>. developer. <laughs> it's like every other. It's like every other line. I got to Google something. Mm-hmm. Everybody's moved on to bigger and better things. I'm like, well, I'm glad that I could share the love at least. Right. And and am I the best sysadmin ever? No. Um, do I definitely have gaps in my knowledge? Of course I do. But the thing is, the enthusiasm will take you. And if yeah. and if you get enthusiastic about it and you make it a love. It, it'll love you back kind of thing. So oh, yeah. if all I can do is light that spark, that's awesome. So Ryan, thank you. That that makes me happy for today. Uh, that and my, my three-year-old coming up and saying, dad, 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 it's an emergency. I said, what's the emergency, baby? And she uh, she goes, miss, so my, my older daughter, miss made me cry and miss is reading the book because she doesn't want to play with me right now. <laughs> 
Well, she's allowed to read books if she doesn't want to play toys with you right now. Will you play toys with me? Of course I will. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Andrew Preston coming through. Have a beer on me. Hope your package arrives soon. Ooh, Andrew. Andrew, Uh, you missed it. Uh no, Andrew is the one who is shipping me the uh Oh, I'm sorry. The the Win GPD handheld. Oh, dude, that's oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, I'm nice, super psyched Andrew. for that. Thank you, Andrew. That Am is I wrong? awesome. Who the beer package was from somebody with an A. It was another too. Andrew. A different okay, Andrew. Okay. And an Andrew that's not on <laughs> any of these crazy. accounts, right? Okay, all right. So, gotcha. Um I still want to open that beer. <laughs> but it's not cold and I know better. Why would you do that? I know. I got to get at least to, to at least 40 because it's a stout and then pour it at like 45 and then enjoy it at 65 because it's stout. Okay. Right. First of all, there's only one way to enjoy beer and that's by enjoying it. Right. Second of all, stop it. <laughs> you know you want one. I do. I do. Uh, and Bill also sends a $5 donation. Love the content. Been trying to get a 380 without success. Managed to grab a 6800 XT, and my buddy also got one uh, from AMD.com. Awesome. Well, that's an old comment. It is. 330, or 836. That was almost an hour ago. <laughs> and uh, Andrew, have a beer on me. I will. Thank you. Mm. So we have <laughs> he, a He's lot. an Andrew from a different mother. That's from Novella. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Novella Hub has always got the best, the best jokes. He's on fire tonight. What was the other one he said I laughed at? Something about, oh no, it was a solid pun. No, I wrote LOL in the chat, Novella Hub. I saw you write LOL at one point. I didn't know what it was referring to. Though. It was to Novella Hub. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, let's move on. Yeah, we've been we in the weeds for a while. We're holding audience though. They like what we're putting down. A one sixty nine. Nice. This show may eventually turn out to be 10 minutes of news and like 80 minutes of us just like BSing. And if hey. that's what you guys want to watch, I'm totally down for it. Why not? Why so. not? They all came here for my Starship Troopers. <laughs> Novella oh, says, sorry. stop teasing Rhett with your bombers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are these bombers? Are these true bombers? No, these are 12 ounce bottles. Well, he was just trying to make you sound right. way cooler. Right. These so. are 12 ounces. Are there four in here? I think there might be four in here. Oh, there's four in here. Wow. So, one for me. I'll come ride the motorcycle by tonight. I'll, I'll split one with you. Right now? <laughs> oh, I got a deck. Found the joke for me. Hey, that's true. This is true. I did hear, I I was listening to OPB or something the other day and they had a public health expert on and they said, you know, we want to, we want to make sure that we can still socially distance and, and, and socialize with our friends. Like, Mm -hmm. how do we do that as the weather turns? And the guy was just flat out like, he's like, if you think it's cold, I suggest that you just reassess how cold is too cold because there is no safety indoors. (laughs) I was like, dang, brutal. (laughs) But here's the thing. What they found is especially with homes with really efficient HVAC systems mm-hmm. that maybe haven't changed their filter in a year, you'll get it if someone has it. Oh yeah. Um, 
And uh, there was actually a map that was put out county by county for the entire United States on how likely you are to contract COVID in a, in a meeting it's of 10 high, people or more indoors. Yeah. And the lowest percentage was 10%. Yeah. And if, and if you look at like some of the Midwest, I'm not singling anyone out, but there's a large swath that just kind of goes like this or more like you're going to get it. Yeah. Like Montana and not to single anybody out, but Montana is one that that sticks out. Like, like they're looking at 10 or more people. You got a 35% chance. I, I didn't know there were 10 people living in Montana. Well, they don't live there. Right. But if they gather in one room, someone's going to catch COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they got to because it's freaking cold in Montana. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. That Oregon, is too cold, I will say. <laughs> where we are up and down the valley here, we're looking at 25%. 25%. Which is still crazy. Right. Like, y'all stay safe out there. Yeah. We don't want to lose any of y'all. No, we... Uh, we recently openly discussed uh, i had my wife throw the first like we need to think about this because we were going to host thanksgiving and our family is like 20 people yeah and uh we have been doing social distancing like nothing else but we have our bubble of people that we will see and so we pod right we we have we have uh, my wife's siblings first and foremost and we've got a couple other other people that we see but that's really it so we have like a pod of like 10 or 12 people that we see um we were going to host Thanksgiving for like 20 people. And I said, every new person that enters the house is another unknown variable. Where did they go? Where did they not wear a mask? What, you know, who did they pass in the grocery store? What time, you know, it's an unknown variable. And so I really want to like pump the brakes and let's talk about this. Um, And so we also go over to to do that. Right. We also go over to the in-laws house every Sunday. And, and again, it's the same 12 people every Sunday and all of us are, are pretty much sequestering. Like I do all yeah. of the grocery shopping in my house and I do it once a week. Yeah. Um, and so I'm out when no one else is out once a week buying groceries. And that's the only social interaction I have other than going to my mailbox to pick up mail. Yeah. And that is socially distanced with masks. Like there's very little risk within my household. Um, yeah. And there's very little risk at the in-laws household. There's very little risk with her siblings because they're all doing the same things. Yeah. But as soon as we start inviting some of the other people. Yeah. And th- and that's a big thing. And the pod <laughs> that you choose, the pod that you choose, like you're. You need to trust and they need to be doing to trust, it. And they right. got to be doing it because, because like you said, it's like, who, who are you passing in the grocery store? And not only that, but it's greater than that. It's who do you pass in the grocery store and who have they passed in the right. grocery store right. and who have they passed in their life? And it's like, right. you look at it that way and it's, you know, it's all risk benefit analysis. And I keep like, you know, one of, one of the people at my work keeps t- talking about, you know, living in fear and this and that. It's like, no, no, no. Like nobody calls you a coward for putting a seatbelt on when you get in the car. Right. Like, we're all beyond that. Uh, nobody's going to call you a coward for, for assessing the risk, the benefit right. of any given action. Going to the grocery store, there's a lot of benefit to that. You need food. Yeah. And it outweighs the risks oftentimes if you're wearing a mask right. and you're doing things smart. Right. That especially if you go off hours, you wear a mask and you avoid people like the plague because yeah. there's a plague. <laughs> there's a plague. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. didn't even mean, mean to make that joke, but there it is. No, but it, but it, that's the problem with a lot of our... our are uh, turns of phrase. They're rooted in truth. Avoid people like the play. Oh, yeah. now it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
a lot of people sharing sharing their struggles here. Minnesota went into a four-week lockdown. John Rucker says we got it up in North Dakota. Lockdown rules in UK. We're all in the same boat, y'all. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to lose any of you guys. So right. let's uh, let's keep doing our you all doing are the best awesome. we can. If you're watching yeah. the show or listening on the repeat, you all are awesome. And I care about you. And I want you to be yeah. safe. Think hey, about here's that. A tip. Here's a tip for my Oregon homies. Um, Rite Aid. We were going to get back in the news 10 minutes ago and we got back in the weeds. That's awesome. We, we can get back into it right after this. Yes. I feel like this, this is an important thing for our Oregon homies, at least. I don't know how many of y'all are there, but somebody's talking about it. Uh, Budney76 is talking about it here in chat. Uh, Rite Aid has free drive-through testing. Uh, you can register for it online. You can drive through. And as far as I know, you can do it regularly. You can do it like every two weeks if you wanted. Uh, you drive through, they hand you the stuff, you do it yourself. I've done it. It's very easy. Costs nothing. It's painless. Mm-hmm. And they give you results in like three days. Yeah. Um, so for people who are wanting to uh, take those extra precautions, uh, that might be a resource for you. Just yeah. go on to, to, I don't, well, I'm sure it's on Reddit or whatever, but I think it's called Project Baseline is what it's called. So check okay. that out. I don't know if it, I don't know where it is in the country, but at least in Oregon, that's the thing. Awesome. Anyways, we could talk about this freaking thing all night because, yeah. good lord. And I'm sure I just got demonetized back. for like the next six weeks, but whatever. It needs to be said. Yeah. Um, sorry. Anyway, Sakura says two dollars. Tacos rule. Then pork chops are yummy. LOL. Um. Yeah. So he was drinking or er, drinking. He was eating tacos before the show, and I commented that now I want tacos. And someone said, when don't you want tacos? And I said, well, when I want Chinese food instead. Dude, so, Chinese food tacos though? Yes. Dude, right. I legitimately one time had a General So's taco. It was amazing. Yeah, you're welcome for changing your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just did. Yeah. <laughs> I think I love you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Boy, when this is all over, I got to take you to my favorite taco place and my favorite Chinese place. And then, and then have you like return. So, because I know, um, I know you got, I know you got your favorite spots too. I was, dude, I was looking at the timeline. You know what really bummed me out, dude? We were putting your studio together in December. I know. I know. I was there for like what one episode? <laughs> that like, did I even do a Talking Heads in the studio? You did. I don't know if I did. I, yeah, you did because it was December, and then we did two months solid of Talking Heads here. The last Talking Heads was on March tenth or eleventh, and I might have taken a hiatus because I had a baby in January. That's that's right. So I don't, I don't know. know that you. have <laughs> I just gotta look through the thumbnail. I do. I need to look at the thumbnails. Because uh, I was thinking about like, there's no way that was just December. It felt like way longer. Right. Um, but this, this year's time dilation effect is pretty impressive. Let's see here. So I'm looking at all my live episodes. Um, the last, yes, you were in studio for one, two. Two. You guys? Three. Oh, okay. You were the first one in the new studio. Uh, episode yeah. 110. I remember showing up for that one just not feeling well. Yeah. 
I was like tired and injured, I think. Yeah. So yeah, 110 was the first episode in the new yep. studio. Yep. Um and then we went John, Steve, John, and then Steve again because it was in Las Vegas because you were taking your hiatus. And then we went John, Steve, John, John, Rhett. Uh, and so you were on episode 119. So yeah, you yeah, missed that was 10 solid weeks. That was, that was around two because I was ready to come back and John was like in my spot. Right. Yo, what up? Yeah, John was in your spot. Uh, that was on February 12th. Yeah. Um, right. And then you had one more on March 11th. And then March 18th, we had our last in-person show. So I was one week off. Oh, I was there in March? You were you were there yeah. for one episode in March. Okay. That sounds right. And then uh, we had a- Because I remember like literally that week, my wife and I were like, maybe we should start staying in a little bit more. Right. And and we kind of said the same thing. And, and, and we started like, because my, my work went into lockdown and I got sent yeah. home and things like that. Um, and, uh, we had one more in-person show after that week. Cause I went out and got a haircut that day. That's right. And that was the last day that Oregon was open. Um, and, <laughs> March uh, 15th or March 11th, or? it was March Friday 11th. Oh, or, gotcha. or, or yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Um, or no, I got a haircut on the 13th. So the, the Friday after that. Okay. Um, but then we had one more show on the 18th. And, uh, and I had the show and, and it was actually a two-part show. We did four hours of content. Uh, where Steve came for the first half and John came for the second half. We started at five o'clock, went five to seven, had a one hour break for dinner and then went eight to 10. I remember that, yeah. Right, that was a great day. And it was called the No Human Malware Special. And we had a 124A and a 124B. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so we're on episode 159. Our last in-person wow. episode was 118. Wow. Or was one twenty four? Excuse me. So Still, though, we're at twenty five episodes. Yeah, half a year. Yeah, you're at the quarter centennial mark. Hey, like always, I'm here for all of the big moments. Yeah, you baby. were here for the first in this studio, the first in the last studio, the first in the studio before that, the first in first the ever. <laughs> mm. Glad to hold down my role, baby. That's right. Um. But yeah, so it's it's been a long time coming, and and actually after the the last show on the 18th, I felt guilty for having it because of all the lockdown restrictions that were starting to happen, and I went, we need to start taking this more seriously. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've been remote since then, so yeah. All right, now let's get into back into yeah. the news. Now yeah. there's only 20 minutes left. <laughs> Was that an hour in the weeds? Uh, no, we maybe forty when minutes. I got my beer at nine. Maybe forty so, minutes. Yeah, forty yeah. minutes in the and weeds. And I, I have since finished my beer. <laughs> I'm almost and, done with mine. And I've moved on to a delightful canned sparkling rosé. Oh, yeah, fancy. My wife, my wife couldn't finish it, so I'm going to finish it for her. <laughs> she she pawned it off on me when I went to go get my beer. Um, I think as soon as I finish this Kavatica, I'm going to, I'm going to open the, uh, the other IPA here. That's crazy. Cause I got Why the after show that? to go to. So, oh yeah. All right. That thing I should do. Favorite pet. I can't tell you. They might hear me. Uh, it's clearly me. Mm, that, <laughs> 
I hate to tell you this. No. But I'm but I'm but I'm petting someone else. No. Yeah. No, don't tell me that. I I didn't I, want to do this in a public place, but I knew I should have just ignored that lockdown order. Yeah. I knew there some some other furry uh beast i don't know where i'm going with this <laughs> i should stop while i'm ahead <laughs> i was going how far are you taking it because i'll beat you <laughs> <laughs> you know now i regret stopping <laughs> i doubt that <clears throat> uh parker another five dollars because jeff forgot me it wasn't there i swear to god it wasn't there but it is now baby it is it is now I swear, I might have been looking right at it, but I didn't see it. I, I'm sorry, Parker. Forgive me. $5 because Jeff forgot me. And another $5 earlier in the show, apparently, because yes, of course, we want the 80-20 split in favor of BS. So he's all for the spend the show in the weeds. However, the view count doesn't suggest that. So I think we're yeah. going to get back into the news. Let's get back into the news, starting now in three, two. Did I ever tell you that... <laughs> Uh, so Windows 10 apparently has a new bug because they refuse to test them before they launch them now. Uh, the Windows 10 20 H2, so the second half 20 update, uh, is now causing some issues that you ought not be causing with people's systems. So if you've ever done a Windows update before, um, you get met with this screen for how you want to upgrade Windows. Oh no, what the heck? So long, farewell, Abidas, and goodbye. It's plugged in. Oh, no. What the crap? I see lots of things happening on your screen right now. Yeah. Um. So apparently my battery and my camera died, although it is plugged in. So I'm going to take out my headphones so I can't hear you right now. That's so fine. I can't intelligently talk about this Windows update. Right. I didn't read the news story. So... We're going uh, back to So BS. give me a minute and I'll be right back. <laughs> so what do you guys want to talk about? Anybody reading some books? You guys book readers out there? Got some Dresden Files fans out there. I know we do. Just read Battlegrounds. Shit's sick. Um, hey, y'all y'all Patrick Rothfuss fans out there? Uh, Kingkiller Chronicles? Y'all should check out page of the wind podcast if you like name of the wind or wise man's fear uh which you should because it's been consistently top selling fantasy book for like the last uh what's it been 17 years now um i hate to leave you in a lurch but my other batteries are out in my truck so i will be oh, back in like two you're all good minutes. we're talking fantasy books and then we're gonna talk more ones so all right you got it it's all you buddy <laughs> so anyway proud. like i was saying uh page of the one podcast uh it's a really fun podcast oh dude joe abercrombie's a shit uh just read uh half a war uh dude novella okay i'm all over the place but uh novella hub says you watch the dresden files show hell yes i love paul blackthorne honestly the uh the show is what got me into the books people knock the show because they think it's so bad and it is but it's so bad in such a joyous wonderful beautiful way uh I really love the show, and I remember like I bought the DVDs uh, when Blockbuster was going out of business. So I bought the DVDs for like five bucks, and I was watching them. Like 
10 years ago, 11 years ago, and it was like based on the novel by Jim Butcher. So I went to Borders Books when that was still a thing. <laughs> Blockbuster went out of business, the Borders Books went out of business. And I found the box set. I read the first three books like in a row. And strangely enough, I bought those books the same time I bought uh, Name of the Wind, which I was trying to get into. Pratchett is really good too. Glad you guys, we got some Pratchett fans in here. Stormlighter Archives, I'm reading uh, Words of Radiance right now. I got it on my shelf, not, not in here, unfortunately. It's by my bed where I do most of my reading. Uh, what was I saying? Pratchett, dude, Guards, Guards is the best Discworld book there is. Going back to Pact for Authors, Pages of the Wind podcast, they read one page of one of the King Killer Chronicles books a day, and then they talk about it. Each episode is like 10, 15 minutes long. So if you guys are into that, go check it out um that's probably my favorite one what else we got here uh halfway through the first book of oh stormlight archive yeah yeah stormlight uh brandon sanderson's really good any writers out there who want to hear more from brandon sanderson should go check out his podcast writing excuses it's been one that i've been consistently listening to for like 15 years uh less than that probably like 12 years now um and it's just brandon sanderson and some of his friends including mary robinette kowal who wrote uh like the calculating stars which is a really good um sort of alternative history uh book uh, the lady astronaut series that's what it's called it's really good um anyway they just talk about the craft of writing it's national novel writing month so uh you know that's kind of pertinent right now um half a war for a while yeah love joe's style yeah i just read uh what, what was the first one half a king i read half a king and then half a war was really good and or no half a war half a world i don't know i've just read the second one of that series uh ian um and i was really pleased with that uh pratchett monstrous regiment is my fave uh yeah why not dude anything pratchett you can't go wrong he is like uh novella hub sorry i'm just jumping down all of these uh you a fan of baldur's gate of course i'm a fan of baldur's gate my dude who isn't a fan of baldur's gate i am a i should stream baldur's gate three did i say that did i say baldur's gate or did i say baldur's three i don't know where I'm you at. said baldur's gate you're good. You're good. <laughs> thank you i'm glad to have somebody here police me in real time uh dude i should stream baldur's gate 3 because first of all i love baldur's gate second of all i love what, what are they called lorian studios or whatever they did uh uh divinity i'm playing right now divinity original sin 2 john jay uh, says looks like it's raining out yeah it's kind of pouring out right now <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Pierce and Anthony is fun. I, I kind of grew out of him fairly quick because uh, he's a little old-timey. But, uh, dude, like the stuff he was writing in Xanth and all that, like I loved the Xanth books. Skull, um, are you paying attention? Here it is. Glad we could talk books with you all. This was a fun little fun little <laughs> deviation. I didn't get into Morwen, but Doors of Stone, when? Metalupa, I'm so sorry I missed you. I know, dude. I know. I can't wait. Uh, I just keep rereading Name of the Wind and Wise Man's Fear until then. And Page of the Wind gets me through one podcast a day, 10 to 20 minutes long. And they're super awesome dudes. Yeah, dude, Ian, the blade itself is uh, is on my reading list. I think I got it um, on, uh, on call from the library. So as soon as that comes through, I'm going to check that out. Anyway. <laughs> 
Scott says that autofocus still can't get over it. Oh my God, the autofocus is just amazing on this camera. Like, yeah, it's really good. Check out, check out my autofocus, dude. Check it out. Is Brett. that really good, dude? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. All right, I'm now drinking a uh, Christ knife. Chris knife. Christ knife. I. I don't remember Christ's how it's pronounced. Knife. Christ knife. No, C R Y S K N I F E. Yeah, it's like a Christ knife. Dude, factical Tuckwit, R A Salvatore. I just started reading some Salvatore for the first time, dude. I got the Crystal Shard, which is like early Icewind Dale book. I'm freaking loving every second of it, dude. And um, I'm excited to read more. I bought the R.A. Salvatore uh, Humble Bundle. Unfortunately, it's not not everything is in there, but favorite authors of Heinlein and King. I've only read uh, Stranger in a Strange Land and, of course, Starship Troopers from Heinlein. Stephen King, Dark Tower series. What up? And The Stand. The Stand's really solid, too. Is there anything else? Uh, Eyes of the Dragon is, like, kind of a good one. Um, Anyway, good lord, get us back on track, Jeff, please. I Here can't we go. Keep talking books. So, Windows 10, since they don't <laughs> test their updates anymore, they have a new interesting bug in the Windows 10 20H2 update. Uh, so, if you've ever done a Windows 10 upgrade before, um, it will present you with a couple of different prompts. One of which is keep all of your personal apps and files, as in, like, just upgrade Windows and then keep everything else the same. You can keep personal files only and uninstall all of your applications and it will start anew. Or you can delete everything. Like literally format your computer and start fresh. Well, apparently some people are getting the Windows 10 20H2 update and that is the only option they're presented with. So, some people are receiving the 20H2 update and essentially deleting all local files. Uh, Microsoft says, <laughs> we apologize for this uh, rather large gaffe. Uh, we are in the process of updating and patching within the next couple of weeks. Um, but there's nothing we can do if you've been affected. So sorry, your files are gone. <laughs> oh, no. Enjoy. I, d I didn't read this story. That's worse than I thought it would be. It's, it's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, oh, no. All right. So yeah, uh, be careful about the 20H2 update and make sure you're uh, clicking on the right options and making sure the right options are actually showing up because uh might be the last update you ever want to do with Windows. All right. Really painful. Yep. Uh, said before, Craft, it's not a bug. It's an undocumented feature. <laughs> I like that. All right. All right, uh, I'm closing those stories. Where are we on now? Uh, we are moving on to console wars. Well, what about beer news? Are we skipping that? Uh, yeah, let's skip the beer news. We There's got only... ten minutes left. Yeah, okay. We were in the weeds for a while. Thank God. And the beer news wasn't that great. Tell you what. Tell you what. Here's the beer news. Bud Light made a console that's also <laughs> a fridge for two beers. Thank you. I was pride, proud of finding that one. It's not often, guys, that I get to find the news stories for the week. Right. Uh, but I did. To be fair, I saw this one and I went, pass. <laughs> okay. Well, did you read the note that I left on it? <laughs> I did. I did. I was like, I hate this story. Is this news? <laughs> <laughs> Is this beer news? Is this entertainment? Ah, oh, I yeah. hate the story. End quote. Exactly. 
Um, so yeah, Bud Light made a console that also cools two beers, and it can play six games with 16 gigabytes of memory. Cheers to Budweiser. Yep. Um, Tekken 7 and Soul Calibur 6. It's not a light hitter. I mean, that's Soul not... Soul Calibur 6 is a big deal. That was included in my uh, one of my most recent Humble Choice bundles. Right. 12 bucks a month. I think I got that one too. Yeah. Unfortunately, I thought I'd play it. <laughs> like every game I buy. <laughs> right. Your library is going to look like Steve's really soon. Yeah, I don't know if it'll ever get there, but... It will. One can dream. It will. When you're older. <laughs> All so, right. the other, the only other real note. You know, some of us were already at drinking age when Steam became a thing. That's kind of crazy to think. I remember the first time I had to install Steam was when I uh, bought, uh, God, I guess, like, I bought CS Source, like, on CD at Walmart, mm-hmm. and I had to install Steam to play it. Mm-hmm. And then Gary's Mod was the thing, so I played Gary's Mod. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Ninkasi is teaming up yeah. with Dark Horse Comics to create comic-themed beers. Nice. And I well love done. this one. Um, there's a, a number of great comic shops in downtown Eugene, and Ninkasi, being from downtown Eugene, is freaking awesome. So basically, they're collaborating between the artwork and the beer. And so Triceratops yeah. is getting some some comic book-inspired can art, and that's freaking awesome. Uh, Megalodom as yeah. well. Dark Horse obviously is local, like is local to us. Right. And Kasi is local to us. So this is kind of a big deal. Dark Horse does a lot of um, Marvel team ups. Like right. I think technically Conan is Marvel, but through Dark Horse. Right. So like it's, Conan, it's a weird. Yeah. Yeah. Dark Horse does Star Wars comics. So like lots of like the old Republic stuff. Yep. Um, they're based up in uh, Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is really cool. Typical, I wouldn't expect anything less. Right. Good for Oregon. Right. Ballers. All right, on to the console wars. So the PS5 and the Xbox One Series X are now officially available. Which one should you buy? Um. Yeah, where are you at with this? I don't know. Because the Xbox... The I have Xbox said, I have it's said... It's a great deal. I think the Xbox One is the best value in gaming. PC, and console, they- or otherwise. And not only that, because because you're getting a lot of... Are they still running the deal with Games Pass? Yeah. So you look at that, and it's compatibility with Games Pass and sort of the cross-compatibility you get there with your PC and your Xbox. Like, right. That seems crazy and awesome. Right. So for those who don't know, Xbox is running a deal where you can sign up for Games Pass and essentially rent $10 to, a month. pay an extra $10 a month and you get an Xbox One Series S. If you pay an extra $20 a month, you get an Xbox One Series X. It's 12 months and you're done and you own the console. And then it goes down to normal price. So you're basically spreading out your payments and having the cost of the consoles uh, to own them. Yeah. So for the for the Series X, that comes out to be, what, 35, 35 bucks? Yeah. But I will tell you this, Games Pass is worth the 15 bucks. Yes. Um, I've been using Games Pass since uh, the Outer, uh, oh God, Outer Worlds, Outer World, Outer Rim, Outer World, the Obsidian game. I'm so sorry. The Outer There's Worlds. a game I've been playing. Outer Worlds. There's a, Outer Worlds. There's a game I've been playing called The Outer Wilds that is awesome. Y'all should check out. Um, so I was getting that confused, but Outer Worlds. Um, 
uh, I, I got Games Pass just to play that because it wasn't available on Steam and all and all that sort of stuff, and they were running a special. But I've been keeping up on it because it's actually worth the price. And I'm not a. I don't know. It's hard for me right now with PC gaming because there's so many different sort of um, <clears throat> platforms and stuff to play from, um, and it's it's kind of enough to turn me off from it. But uh, the Games Pass is one of those things that kind of makes it easy, just like Steam kind of makes it easy, just like GOG kind of makes it easy, and Epic sort of makes it easy. And yeah. I don't know. I don't have to think about it too much with them because it's kind of a recurring payment. It's easy, and all the games are there. I'm not like picking and choosing. Um, so I don't know. I've been th- I've been weighing the Xbox deal quite a bit. However, I've got a PlayStation Four. Right, you're pretty invested in the Sony space. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And with the backwards compatibility aspect, like I don't really want to miss out on the investment that I've already put into my games library. But here's the deal: outside of let's say Spider Man and a uh, little big planet. You already got what are you, what are you gonna <laughs> what are you gonna miss? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. And I you mean, still have the PS4. Yeah, I still have the PS4. So... And that's a really good point. So, kind of what I've been playing, and see, this is kind of hard because a lot of the games that I've been playing aren't just like they're not PlayStation exclusives anymore. Like Red Dead Redemption Two, I still play. Right. Um, I still play. I'm playing The Outer Wilds on PlayStation. Um, Spider-Man, obviously, but if I get a PlayStation 5, I'm just going to go right to Miles Morales because it looks freaking awesome! Right. Um, we can so, always hope know. they come to PC, too. Yeah, we can. Doubt it, but we can hope that. Right. Uh, the other thing is the controller for PS5. Seems like it vastly outweighs, like, dude, the haptic feedback stuff. Mm-hmm. they're including with it just it looks awesome i've been seeing some really cool i have never been a huge fan of the playstation controller over the xbox yeah. controller me neither but i will admit that i, I never I really prefer the xbox i never used the last iteration of xbox but if you're looking at the original xbox and if you're looking at the xbox 360 i did prefer their controllers mm-hmm. however the PlayStation 4 controller was completely tolerable to me for whatever reason. Um, I'm not a fan of the PlayStation 2 or, or, or the PlayStation 3 controllers. Right. There's just something, it's just boring. But, um, and not that the uh, DualShock 4 really built on those at all, but a lot of the early reviews that I'm reading about the latest uh edition <laughs> is a little bit more andrew says there are no console exclusives only the time it takes to be ported on or emulated on pc <laughs> so thank you for the super chat hey. you're, you're kind of right because the first time i played breath of the wild i played it on pc okay. then i went out and bought a switch that's crazy i didn't played it again try doing that right i just bought a switch <laughs> Uh, which has been a great investment during this dark, dark time we're in. Yeah. Where we're not supposed to leave our house. Um, dude. No, we, we went we went to PAX, and uh, and Steve and John both brought their Switches, and I went, yeah. I need one. <laughs> that was a big thing for me. And I when you bought one, I was thinking to myself the whole time, it's like, I got to get one too. Yep. I bought one. I, was, I bought one the day I got back. <laughs> I was a little, I was a little bit of a late adopter. I've had mine for a year now. So we, we know you're a late adopter because that's who you are. 
I know that's the third time I've said that, and I mm. didn't even mean to like bring it up like a talking point again. But are you also vegetarian? Do you CrossFit? No, no. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> I hope the kids went to bed. I'm it's sorry. not ten o'clock yet. You got two minutes. <laughs> we can't go blue. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Here's the alcohol spray. Been a bad boy. Yes. Spray it in your face next time. <laughs> oh god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, this is made by a distiller up in Long Beach, Washington. Adrift. Uh, I got some whiskey there. It was pretty solid. Um, For a while, I had some 10-barrel distiller, or some 10-barrel sanitizer. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you? That yeah, little, man. Lots of places of are making it. Yeah. Yep. So I'm ha- I'm happy to have it. Um, does Rhett know Karen? Uh, yeah, that's my stepmom. True story. <laughs> Uh, shut up. Hate you all. But anyway, <laughs> point being is I'm still kind of up in the air uh, for which uh, console I'm going to I'm going to get. I'm kind of looking at the deal with the Xbox uh, with Games Pass mm-hmm. and the discless uh, PlayStation 5. And I'm like kind of wondering like why I can't do both. <laughs> right. But I kind of need to see in way sort of what exclusive. Here's the deal. If you already have Xbox Game Pass, $10 a month for 12 months gets you an Xbox One S. Right, exactly. Like, there is no better deal in gaming than that. Exactly. There's none. And that's where I'm at because I have Games Pass. (laughs) And I've had it for a year now. (laughs) Right. So so that might be really easy uh, to integrate into my life. But the PlayStation's 400 bucks. Like, that's not much more than I spent to buy a Switch. So, I don't know. I'm not an early... I, I, I Again, I'm not the guy that jumps into buying uh, consoles and stuff right as they come out. Um, you know, I think I, I, I bought my PlayStation 4 used on Craigslist. Uh, I don't know. Five years ago, at most. Um, so... I don't know. I like to kind of wait and see, but things are looking good for both of them. Yep. For for both consoles, and and this totally has kind agree. of been the first the first kind of next gen launch where it's not been blatantly obvious what I want to get. I like that we're getting sanitizer rec- recommendations now. You should check out Heritage Distillery. They're making sanitizer and brown sugar bourbon. <laughs> Where's Heritage? Can I? Where can I get their stuff? Are they local? Says they're in Oregon. Oh. Oh yeah. No, no, I um Oh Heritage. Heritage yeah, Distilling, yeah. 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 I mean, I've yeah, I've yeah. had their vodka before. Yeah, they're down in yeah, yeah, uh, Eugene. Yeah, I was gonna say their vodka is like the one that makes the rounds. Yeah. Um, no, that's great. I bought McMinimins uh hand sanitizer. Oh, did you? Oh yeah. How was oh, it? Well, okay. It's fine. It smells <laughs> kind of like potato vodka, but <laughs> but uh, next you know, on I, our reviews, I but, well here's the thing. Like when we were locked down, I was ordering McMinimins all the time because like you know I want to try and like support some of these local places. Right, like, that's, just tonight. I, I did that with Sandy M for quite a while. Yeah, like, please exactly. don't go out of business, Sandy M. I yeah, love exactly. you. Please give like, me chicken wings and beer. <laughs> tonight is sort of the first night of the lock, of, of the of this new lockdown here mm-hmm. in in Oregon, and so my wife and I made a list of some of the places we want to support. And first up was a place downtown Salem called Taproot. We yes. went there. Dude, oh, they were, Taproot. oh, me too, dude. Oh, they're so good. I love their freaking fried Brussels sprouts. 
delicious. So they good. have this like homemade like mustard sauce. They have a killer bar too. Let me just say, dude, their bar is great. That's like every their time bar is here, legit. I was doing musical theater and stuff right downtown at the Grand Theater, a block away. Every time a show gets done, people are like, where you want to go? Oh, should we go to Coin Jam? No, you should go to Taproot. Just hang right. out. They got live music. They got a great bar. They got cocktails. You don't want to drink. They got a tea. They right. got a tea bar. Yeah. So hang out. Their food is so good. Yeah. They're one of the only places you get a peanut butter bacon sandwich, uh, <laughs> right. peanut butter and jelly bacon sandwich. Right. Um, food's freaking amazing. Locally owned. The dude grew up here. So. Yep. Um, there are, for, for the size of city that Salem is, there are a surprising number of cocktail bars right in downtown Salem that oh, are yeah. like legit craft cocktail. Oh yeah. Yeah. Archive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taproot does that. Archive is the best, especially if you know the secret words to get downstairs. Oh yeah. Remember we did that before? Comedy you got to know someone time. who knows someone who, yeah. We went down there. And, I know uh, the right people. I can get in the speakeasy. What, what did you order when we were there? Uh, I got a smoked old fashioned. A smoked Remember? old fashioned. That's right. I yeah. forgot that they did that. It was alder. It was an alder chip smoked old fashioned. <sighs> that was amazing. Yeah, I, I've been down while, there a number of times, and they don't while, disappoint. Even, even the coffee place, uh, Gov Cup. They have oh yeah, Gov, really Governor's good cocktail Cup, yeah. menu. One of my favorite cocktails in town for a while was the mezcal mule, and oh, they yeah. made a like a Moscow mule, but with mezcal, which is sort of like a smoked tequila type. Right. Of thing. I don't um, like tequila, and that thing was delicious. Dude, mezcal is so good. I, I had it a bunch when I was in Central America because a lot of people make it in their mm-hmm. backyards to like supplement their income, and so you. Uh oh! Did we lose Rat? Rat. I think we lost Rhett. Okay, chat is still up, so we're still here. Okay, Rhett was in the middle of an amazing story, but apparently he's uh, either dead or otherwise incapacitated. Anyway, it is 10.04, so we were about ready to wrap up the show anyway. Um, yeah, anything else you want to sound off in chat? Let me know, and uh, we'll see what we can do here. Um... If you were looking between the PlayStation and the Xbox Series X... Oh, Rhett's oh, back. Sorry, sorry about back. that. That was weird. Like, my wired connection dropped me and switched me to Wi-Fi. And he's gone again. All right. Awesome. Oh, Am he's I? back. There he is. You're there. Can you hear me? Yes, I okay. can hear the whole everything. Okay, you're back. You dropped to, like, 240p. You look, yeah. like, you look like hell, but you're there. So apparently some uh, solar flares or electrical interference or some other anomaly is having, happening over at Rhett's house. Uh, anyway, uh, like I said, if you're debating between the two, you're basically going to get the same performance out of either the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox One Series X. The PlayStation has a slightly more powerful CPU. The Xbox has a slightly more powerful graphics card. There's also the Xbox One Series S, which also is in the mix and kind of plays modern games, but is also a little keyed down. Um, and Rhett's back. There we go. And we have no audio. There he is. <laughs> there he is. Okay, I hear you now. Oh, no. 
<laughs> I was just getting ready to sign us off because it is 10.06. So. It is. So. And I derailed us from our other news stories. But that's that, okay. That's basically it. The, the next-gen consoles are out. That's it. Yep. They do 4K. They save up to 120. At what resolution do they do 120? They're going to be the same things. Um, to I'll, I'll tease this here. I have a build coming up with the APU that was inside of the Xbox or the Xbox One S, which was never sold by AMD. I have a board with that chip on it. And I'm going to put it in an Xbox One chassis. So I'm going to put it back home. So it's back in an Xbox. But it's going to run Windows and it's going to be awesome. So stay tuned if you like like modded I like the expression you froze on, Rhett. That's awesome. Stay tuned if you like modded consoles or modded PCs and things like that, because it's going to be great. Anyway, thank you so much for watching episode 159 of Talking Heads. I'm Jeff. He's Rhett. Uh, Join us every Wednesday night for the latest in beer and tech news right here on YouTube at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, (laughs) Rhett, wave bye to everyone. Um. Make sure to support us on Floatplane or Discord links are, or Floatplane or Patreon. Links are down in the video description below. Get access to the exclusive Discord server where you can chat with myself, Rhett, John, Steve, all of the hosts from Talking Heads and join part of the ever-growing and awesome community that is happening over there. Uh, make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Hit like, do all that stuff. Uh, Rhett, before you fade again, anything to pimp for Game Devs Quest? Game Desk Quest is, is going to be quiet for a little bit, but we are going to be releasing podcasts on the regular. Check us out at gamedevsquest.com or gamedevsquest wherever you get your podcasts. Check out my Dungeons & Dragons podcast I mentioned earlier, chaoticamateurs.com. Chaoticamateurs.com. sounding name. For those of you who have been on to adult sites, you probably know how to spell amateur. So there you go. Number uh, one uh, search result uh, for our website is definitely porn related. <laughs> <laughs> Chaotic amateurs. <laughs> oh. We get a lot of traffic and I'm sure it's not intentional. That's right. Uh, it sounded so good when I clicked on it. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. And as always, we will see you next week. Cheers. No, we won't. Oh, hey. That's right. Enjoy your enjoy your holidays. Stay safe, everybody. Enjoy your holidays. We will see you December 2nd with a special guest co-host. How's that?